0: today we're in the second in our Advent series, Addresses from the Advent Angels. Uh, and we are now in the second one of those addresses from the angels. And our scripture reading today comes from the Gospel of Luke, the first chapter, verses 26 through 38. This is the word of the Lord. Remind you to hear it with careful attention and appreciation. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you. She was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, behold, And Mary said to the angel, how will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according To your word. And the angel departed from her. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God abides and remains forever. Let's ask his blessing upon it. Father, once again, now may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts together be acceptable, O Lord. In your sight, our rock and our Redeemer. And we pray in Jesus' name and ask for his help. Amen. Ariana Grande, Shawn Menendez, Selena Gomez, Justin Bieber. He's been hanging around for a while. And of course, Taylor Swift. If you recognize those names, you likely have a teen or a preteen in your household or somewhere in your family. You see, these celebrities are attractive, successful, and famous. And many teens just copycat, monkey see what you, monkey do, want to be like them. They imagine themselves being like these successful people. And many teens would like to have the stuff that they have. But keep your eyes on the list, and you will realize that Some of these folks just come and go almost overnight. Our youth know that (laughs) they don't. Some of them have some somewhat staying power, but a lot of them yesterday and they're gone. Well, today's scripture tells us about a teenage girl, and she will not be forgotten. Like these others, no matter how long they seem to stick and stay, this girl that I'm talking about, her name was Mary. And she's still rather popular today. She gets a lot of press this time of year. And of course, I'm talking about Mary, the address to Mary. Mary. And also the address about the kingdom. What was, is spoken to her, and then there's something she is told about the coming kingdom of God. So, let's dig into that today. The address, as I said, was to Mary. Now, as the story makes it clear, she was a small town girl. From a small town in the village of Nazareth. And she was a virgin that was engaged to be married to a man by the name of Joseph. Now the fact that she was engaged to a man was not an unusual thing. But the fact that she was engaged to a man that the angel would tell her would become that she would become a virgin now that that was unusual however when she was visited by the angel from god she was told she would give birth to god's only son without there's the clicker without having sexual relations with a man People running around being betrothed and engaged, that's, that's not an uncommon thing. But someone to be a virgin and conceive and have a child without a man, now that's what you call a miracle. You see, some liberal scholars, and when I say liberal again, we're not talking about political viewpoints we're talking about theological understanding. Many churches all over the United States and Great Britain and and, and Europe, they have churches that do not believe the Scripture. I don't know why they waste their time, but they don't believe in miracles. They do not believe in the virgin birth. And a lot of those try to find some way to make the text sort of fit what they would like to say is the case. Liberal scholars try to point out that the Greek word parthenos can be translated girl. So you see, there we go, we get rid of the uh, virgin birth. Well, it can, as far as Greek is concerned. But the problem is, it also is virgin. And in this case, the context... Virgin is the correct translation in verse 34, because the fact that Mary had no sexual intercourse is what is stressed. That's where the emphasis is, as if you can't possibly miss it. It's not like, well, it could have happened. No, the whole point is to say she came with, to be with child from God himself, from an extraordinary virgin birth now the angel's message was that mary was about to become pregnant by supernatural means this was not something that just happens it's never happened before that it's never happened since and never will do it was unique now you say Ah Joe, so come on what's the big deal? Why does it matter Well well, it's in the creed you know, we say in, of the virgin birth christ's virgin birth but but why does it matter what's the big deal i mean if he's if she's a virgin or if she's not, well, just think about this, and then i'm going to give you a couple other things to think about. if you have not a virgin birth, you also end up without a sinless Savior. If you have a sinful person, they cannot produce, the result cannot be a sinless Savior. Mary's virgin birth is what kept Christ from getting our sin nature from our first parents, from Adam. The only way she was shielded from that was because of the Holy Spirit coming upon her and creating a child with her that was virgin Listen to some of the implications of this. Think about it. Only as God could Jesus reveal God to us. Hebrews 1. Only as God could he take up himself the sin of the world. Only as man could he identify with our humanity weakness and temptation. Hebrews 12 or, or 2, 18. And finally, only as God... And man, the two together, can he stand as our advocate before the throne of God? Hebrews 4 14, 5 and 3. You see, this is not something that you can just decide, uh, you know, well, it's just saying she was, she was a real, real nice girl. No, no. She was conceived. In her womb, by the Holy Spirit, God brought her and gave brought her to be the Virgin Mary. Now, before the angel showed up, before that, we see some astonishing news because Mary. Remember, I said is she's engaged. To be married, their system was a little bit uh, elongated we would for most people today but Mary was making preparations for her wedding day what a glorious time How everything is just, that's, that's the pinnacle of so much of what we look forward to and, and ladies look forward to but the angels announcement was going to throw all of her wedding plans upside down it was absolutely going to turn into chaos as she was told this by the angel it was not something that she was thinking oh boy I can't wait for the house see how this unfolds no you see she would have had a betrothal and that betrothal was binding it wasn't just something, hey, we're going to try this out a little bit, and if it doesn't work out, we'll... No, no, it was binding. It was a contract. And it would last for a year, legally binding, one year. And legally binding, if there was adultery, divorce would be the, prob- the situation. Divorce would be... Basically, she would have been thrown out of that relationship, and she would have been castigated. And so she faced social shame of becoming pregnant, which it looked to everybody else, anybody that was thinking, it looked to them pregnant out of wedlock and certainly on her way to the divorce court that's that i mean it seemed like there was no other way around this and to say that mary's faith was courageous man that's not half of it i mean there's there's no, that is incredible courageousness that this young girl that would have been something that would have shattered most girls but mary decided she would trust the angel 's promise of what God would do now mary had had great faith here, right but what do you think probably and again we don 't know we weren 't there and i 'm going to give you a, a movie a uh, seri- uh, little strip from from a movie that sort of anticipate what maybe kind of a conversation could have been had. But think about this. If Mary trusted the words of the angel, that would have been hard enough, courageous. But what about her parents? What about other people in her community? Do you think they were going to buy the, 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 her coming back and saying, "Hey, guess what? Great news! I, I'm going to be a, I'm going to have a baby, but I'm going to be a virgin having that baby." The, the, I mean that that is is un, almost unthinkable, and this is played out. If you some of you years ago, there was a, a a Christian movie called The Nativity Story, and this is a few lines from that. This is Mary. With her parents having a conversation about her good news that she brought home that day. And so here they are. you got Anna, her mother. you got Joachim, her father. And of course Mary. So I'll, I'll, I'll do the script like they do in the down, go down the line here. Anna, this is her. Saying to Mary, an angel told you th- this? That you will bear the Son of God? She must be, you know, thinking, my child has is, is lost it. Mary says, yes. Elizabeth had a baby even in her old age. <laughs> then comes in, dad. Elizabeth had a husband. Anna. Women have been put to death for this. They could stone you in the streets, Mary. Father said, Women have been put to death for this. And then Mary said, Father, I have broken no vow. Joachim says, You've broken every vow, Mary. Was it one of those soldiers? One of those, was it? Mary says, I've told you the truth. Whether you believe it, it is your choice, not mine. Now, we don't know that's exactly what words were said. But it would have been something probably along those lines. Inconceivable. Inconceivable for her parents or anyone else in that community. And the shame that would have been, and yet Mary courageously and faithfully stayed the course. Now, knowing the enormous price she was about to pay, she trusted God and surrendered herself to the Lord and to his plan, not hers. She said, I am the Lord's servant. Basically, God do with me whatever you want, not what I want. Whatever you want. There's a wonderful childlike aspect to her faith, isn't it? Could we have done that? Could we have said, Lord, whatever, it doesn't matter. I, I'm 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 yours. Let it be so. You see, her words must have brought great joy to the heart of God. It's what he desires from his children. It's what he desires, not just from Mary, but from every one of us, you and me. But you see, there wasn't just an address that was to Mary about some important, significant news. There's also... An address about the kingdom. And that's a big deal. That's a big, big deal. The address, secondly, was about the kingdom. Now, listen to it. Coming from verse 31 through 33. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you should call his name Jesus. This is what the angel was saying. And he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Oh yes, (laughs) this is a story about a remarkable girl by the name of Mary. And her example of trust in God. Yes. But it's not the main point. Mary's not the main point here. The main point of the angel's message. You see, every Jew of that time, every Jew had longed for, they knew, these things were promised. They knew this was supposed to happen. The Messiah was supposed to come. And specifically, listen to these passages from 2 Samuel 7, 25-26, and Psalm 2, 6-9. Listen to the, the kingdom motifs that are here. And now, Lord God... Keep forever the promise that you have made concerning your servant and his house. The house of David. Do as you promise so that your name will be great forever. Then men will say, the Lord Almighty is God over Israel. And the house of your servant David will be established before you. Then Psalm two, six through nine: "I have installed my king on Zion, my holy hill. I will proclaim the decree of the Lord. He said to me, "You are my son, I have become your father. Ask me, and I will make the nations your inheritance. The ends of the earth your possession." And you will rule them as an iron scepter. You will dash them in pieces like pottery. These are the promises of the coming kingdom of God, and they are now being fulfilled when they heard those passages in verse 31 through 33, when those were heard, they knew it was talking about this kind of kingdom that would ultimately reign over all and would have no end. You see, the angel's point is about the gospel of the kingdom. It's about the news about the kingdom of God. Not about our kingdoms, not about our personal and political kingdoms. The kingdom of God that will rule over all forever. Today, the concept of gospel can mean many things, <laughs> even it's music. You notice how when, the, when you have some of these awards, there's, for gospel, we have so-and-so and so-and-so. That's not the kind of gospel that we're talking about here. The original root, meaning the word gospel, has revolutionary overtones. It's something big. It's something powerful. It's something significant. You see, gospel is a secular term originally, not religious per se. It literally, as you know, means simply good news. Good news. But good news about what? What kind of good news? It's not just any welcome piece of information but news that declares the fate of a community or a whole country and beyond. It could have that much reverberation, that much significance. You see, good news in the ancient world is the report brought by a runner saying that a distant battle has been won or a son of the king has been born and nothing will be the same from here on out gospel is the good news of wars ending and new eras beginning historically if you think about it there were there are many of those good news events of course one of the most famous ones was what Sean is my my, my buddy. He knows what that would be Julius, uh, excuse me, Augustus Caesar. He is the one, in that time, the Romans promulgated the good news. And what was the good news? Hey, we got the right man on the throne, and he's going to lead us all to glory and to bliss. The world is going to change under his dominion. So you see, this was what Jesus, this idea of something that is going to shake the world that is and its values and what it thinks is upside down and right side up, the gospel is going to come in that kind of way. And Jesus was going to bring it. You can see that unfolding when he announced early on after his baptism the kingdom of heaven, he said, is what? Near you. Near you. It's here. Why? What was he really saying? I'm it. It's here because the king is. Is here, and I'm the king, the true and rightful king, the true and rightful son of David. You see, he announced that then, but then it got more specific as his ministry went on in his own community. More specifically, he said this in Luke 4 18 through 19 the spirit. Of the Lord is on me, Jesus was saying. It's on me because he has anointed me to preach what? Good news. Good news to the poor. Those who don't have good news, he anointed me to bring it. He sent me to proclaim freedom For the prisoners and recovery of sight, for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year, the time, the season, the forever season of the Lord's anointed. That's what Jesus was unpacking. They didn't get it, they didn't understand, but that's what he was announcing. The angel was announcing the address about the kingdom. And that little baby was going to grow up and become that one. The descendant of David. And be the one who would bring truly good news to all those that would believe and trust in him. You see, the year of the Lord's favor would reveal... A world-changing kingdom that will not be overthrown or have an end. You may be thinking, thinking about the state of our world. <laughs> Pretty messy right now, isn't it? Well, I to, hate to tell you, but it's been that way most of the time. But there have been revivals and works of God's spirit and Places where God's kingdom has battered down the gates of hell. And darkness has been vanished. But often after very dark times. That's common throughout history. Since the coming of our Lord. Since his first advent. And we know one day he's going to get it all finished. When he comes again in his second advent. But we're in that between time now. In that now not yet experience. And yet we can be sure. And know how it's going to end. We don't need to look at the prophecy papers in the news. Or in some other latest book telling you. It's going to come And God intends. In God's time. We just need to occupy Until he comes. And remember that he is king. Even if we don't see all the manifestations of that. We are his subjects. And we follow our king. And we know that he will be victorious. Reveals world changing kingdom. That will never be overthrown. Now. Truth is. There are some people in this world who don't think much of our Jesus or of his kingdom or of his plans because they think their plans are the ones that are going to be ultimately in control. It's called Islam. And specifically militant Islamists have long believed in their ultimacy, I told you this before, in a, in a years ago, um, when I first came here to the church, and our missions committee, I, I had sent uh, Bob Burnett and several people over, and one of those people was Floyd, um, and Floyd was on the missions committee also, and uh, um, they were at Westminster in London. And Floyd was, was uh, sitting around just marveling at, in the Westminster Cathedral and, and uh, where, the, where the, you know, divines wrote our Westminster Confession of Faith. And, you know, it was just a, just a really pumping kind of a situation he found himself in. But he said there was another, there was another guy, a little a couple of pews over or somewhere like that. And, uh, and Floyd was just taking it all in. And so was this other guy. And uh, Floyd said, "Oh, isn't this, isn't this beautiful?" And, and Bob, you'll have to fix, fix anything I get out of out of order. But this is basically it. Um, and uh, and he, he was just looking out, and, and Floyd said something in the sight of this uh, guy and sounded this guy while he was looking up at all this. He said, "Isn't this incredible? This is amazing, amazing, you know, church." And and, and to think of all the great things that have happened there. And he said, "Yes, it is, yes, it is great." He said, "It'll make a great mosque." in 200 years you see they believe they believe they believe Allah is going to be ultimate but my friends they are mistaken they are not it's not going to happen it's been promised and our Jesus will fulfill that promise he will Bring the kingdom in his own time, in his own ways. The advent will put all nations on notice. You see, the advent pulls all nations together. And there is only one true king who's ultimate. Of all the other would-be people that are trying to get a grip of control in the world. Ultimately, that spot belongs to Jesus and Jesus only. There is only one true king who is ultimate, and his name is Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And of his kingdom, he promises. God promised him there will be no end. World without end. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Oh, Father, thank you for the promise of what you did for a young girl to have such a place and to bring to us the Savior, the long-promised Son of David that would be the one who would deliver us and the one who would bring the kingdom of God that shall never, never end. Oh God, fill us with joy and hope when things are not that apparent to us, when we don't see it as clearly. Help us to trust and have faith in your promises that will lead, Lord, until a great An amazing and glorious end. World without end.